Thank you for taking the time from your busy schedules to listen to Life Versus Work here on localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma. Here on Life Versus Work, we look to examine how the personal side of our lives and our personalities fit into the workforce. Today, we're tapping into the makeup of individuals considered to be introverts to determine where this group plays a role in the work environment. Speaking with us on the subject, calling in from Atlanta is Jennifer Conweiler, PhD, and author of The Introverted Leader, Building on Your Quiet Strength. Thanks for joining us today, Jennifer. Oh, Tim, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Before we jump into the the topic itself, if you could give people an idea of your background and your experience, particularly if you can relate it to the subject. Oh, absolutely. Um, Well, hello, everybody out there. Yes, I am actually a speaker. I'm an author and an executive coach, and I've been working around and in organizations uh, for a number of years, really interested in the topic of those quieter folks, those people that oftentimes get overlooked and misunderstood. So I kind of made it my uh, my mission, if you will, Tim, a number of years ago to uh, study this more in depth. And I have several books uh, on the topic, one called The Introverted Leader, which is has been translated in a number of languages. There's a lot of interest in the whole topic of introversion, which we're going to talk about. And then the um, next book that's coming out will be in April, and it's called Quiet Influence, The Introvert's Guide to Making a Difference. So uh, I've drawn from my different experiences uh, through working in those different roles uh, to write the book and to share what I've learned. Great. Perfect. Uh, you know, and really, I think at the heart of it to start is just the idea of because I, I do consider myself in the grand scheme of things an introvert, but how is it really defined? I and mean, people have different ideas, but how do you kind of yes. break it down? What are the keys to what is an introvert? An introvert can be defined by somebody who gets their energy from within. And there's several characteristics that um, I can share that, that sort of give you a, a a picture of what an introvert kind of looks like. Mm-hmm. Although I should say that many of us, you know, I base it on the theory of Carl Jung, who really said that we have both introverted and extroverted sides to sure. our personality. So it's really a matter of how strong a preference you have, uh, like you, Tim, may have, uh, you know, be, be on both sides of the line, which is sometimes now called ambivert. <laughs> but it tends to be where you get your energy. So introverts tend to think about things before they speak. Um, they're energized by solitude. Um, they tend to um, focus more on depth than breadth, uh, and there's a number of other uh, qualities, but but that's maybe the, the really distinguishing factor versus the, the extrovert who tends to get their energy from outside of themselves, who tend to talk about things to, to make sense of the world, sure. and it's a little bit, it's different in that regard, and uh, several others. And when we talk about this, you know, people obviously are going to think of themselves and other others that they know. Do you have any numbers, or have you seen kind of a, a general idea of maybe what the breakdown would be, either, you know, like in the United States, for instance, in terms of how many people would be classified as an introvert versus an extrovert? Well, Tim, you know, the studies are, are hard to come by, but from what do we know, I would say it's in the range of 40 to 60% are actually introverted. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, uh, and, the, and and that's typically around the world. So I think that's why there's such an interest and such resonance on the, about this topic, because people have been, in many cases, not realizing that, you know, they really were introvert. Nothing was wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And so then when they start to realize, you know, that this is an, a descriptor, it's it's how how we're hardwired, then they realize that, you know, that number isn't that surprising as we go, as we get more into it and realize that many of our great leaders people who are uh, achieving terrific things and have through history are actually, you know, introverted. There's a lot of uh, discussion now about people like Lincoln in the past, President Lincoln, who right. was a, a confirmed introvert, and you know, the list goes on as on, Thomas Edison, uh, 
Mahatma Gandhi and also uh, many women as well, Mother Teresa, all the way up to today to um, a, a number of other political and uh, and uh, and other figures in various sectors of the uh, of the world. So it's uh, anywhere I'd say between forty and sixty percent. Now, with that said, it, it sure seems like uh, from my experiences and just people you talk to that in general there seems to be occasionally or maybe more often than not the introverts sort of traits you see them in a negative light you hear things like loner or antisocial that sort of thing and then these extroverts who are out there and, and you know really putting themselves out there and on display so to speak that's seen as more positive especially even in the workplace You're talking about things like collaboration and, and presenting and that sort of thing why yes. why do you feel that is or what have you come across as to why maybe that introvert trait is seen a little bit more negatively more often than not. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And particularly in our Western culture, mm-hmm. um, where there's such a, you know, a, an emphasis on, on being out there and being, you know, having attention on yourself and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, there's a tremendous, you, you hit it on the head, Tim. There's a lot of bias um, around uh, those quieter traits. I, but I think on the, on the flip side now, what we're seeing is more a realization that those people who think things through, for instance, like in the financial co- crisis several years ago, many people say, well, if we had more introverts who were leading organizations, <laughs> maybe we wouldn't have gotten ourselves, you know, barging ahead into these, into these problem deals. Um, so I, I think that there is a lot of pressure in, the or- in organizations today to be out there and, as you say, to be engaged and involved. Now, that's not to say that introverts can't do that. I mean, there's a certain amount of collaboration Mm -hmm. that needs to happen. In fact, more and more, we do need to create some of the complex or address some of the complex challenges we have. Um, And introverts can be on those teams very effectively. But I think that it's it's been skewed so much in the fact that we always have to be together. We have these cubicles, you know, that are on top of each other. So now we're looking at the fact that, well, introverts, we need to address what they need to be successful as well. So I think our whole, you know, the way our culture has been set up, it's been all around this intense uh as I say, type A sort of people, mm-hmm. whereas um, we really need to attend to what's best for all the people in an organization. And we'll definitely get into more of those, you know, sort of challenges in the workplace. But if we took it back a step even before that, and this, uh, obviously, there are millions of people out there looking for jobs in one way or another. And uh, what are some of right. the challenges that maybe is on an introvert in, in that way? And the reason I ask is because it's it's so easy to sit at a computer and send out resumes and applications. And, um, you know, really, that's that's not the most effective. Really, the most effective is, is networking, really connecting with people. So uh, what do you see are the challenges even in, in terms of getting a job and that first step of, of searching? Yeah, and starting, I mean, before we even get into the workplace, yeah. Well, I think one of the challenges that is that introverts have um, don't necessarily like to network very mm-hmm. much. As I said before, extroverts really get off on being with people. They get energy from that. And on the other hand, introverts get drained on that. So, you know, we, we advise people, get out there and start networking with people. Well, that's really hard when it's it, it takes so much out of you to do that. So I think that can be a real disadvantage. But I will say, on the other hand, the advantage for introverts is that social networking now is is yeah. u- is playing a huge role, as True. you know, in your organization, um, playing a huge role in how people get jobs. So the introverts have an advantage if they can be strategic. I found that uh, many of them use a very have a very thoughtful approach to social media, and because they don't mind being alone and being quiet and having some solitude, they can be very effective. Um, networkers. But in terms of a challenge, if there's a has again, I go back to balance. There has to be, you also have to have face-to-face conversations mm-hmm. with people. 
can't just, as we know, hide behind the computer all the time. So, so that is one uh, one challenge that they have in in looking for jobs. And um, the other thing I would say too is that people tend to, if you're not if you're not out there uh, working, we all know that the longer you're not working or doing something productive, the long the the more your confidence uh, deflates. Mm-hmm. And you don't have that confidence. So when you are engaging with people and you're having interviews, it's it's kind of hard if you're not been out there and working to do that. So I think the the confidence factor and also maybe not being that comfortable in the schmoozing together with that when you're out of work can, can be a real challenge for introverts. Well, how about even when we're looking at what types of jobs to look into? You know, clearly there are some positions that are going to be seen as you know ideal for an extrovert, whether it be like a sales type thing, you know, uh, do you suggest that an introvert still go after those and thinking maybe you're going against the grain and that's an advantage in some way, or is it best to maybe avoid them? Because you talked about maybe you're going to get drained more easily in those situations. What's sort of the thought process there? That, it's interesting you mentioned sales because, uh, you know, that's one where we've always said, oh, introverts, you know, you don't, they don't do really <laughs> well in that. Well, the research really shows that actually one of the keys to being a successful salesperson is being a good listener. Mm-hmm. And as we know, introverts are excellent in listening. Because they're not talking all the time, sure. you know, <laughs> and so I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, to your question, I wouldn't uh, dismiss any particular career field based on the fact that you're an introvert or extrovert. What I would do is make sure that it's the like I would advise anybody, make sure it's the best fit for you. For instance, let's say you're in, you're going into a technical sales position, you know, and there are many. Um, uh, folks who are promoted and move into that arena who are introverted, um, the, the key would be to make sure that you have time um, or you have enough autonomy that you can take time to decompress and take time to be alone, you know, to build in those breaks. Um, if, or on the other hand, let's say you're in a call center, which has absolutely no, virtually no time mm-hmm. to yourself. Um, that could be extremely stressful for an introvert. So I think you have to really, when you're doing your job research, take a look at that as one factor. You know, the people intensity, um, the the level uh, of stress that it might be for you. Uh, but on the other hand, it's also a way to grow and to stretch. We all know that every job we've ever taken, uh, whether you know the right exact right job or not, we learn from. Right, Tim. Mm-hmm. You are correct. It's a question of, well, is this going to push me? But is it going to push me so far out of my comfort zone that I'm going to be stressed out? You don't want that. But maybe, um, you know, having a, a, a job in a different arena, being a little more open to uh, to other possibilities that, that might get you out of your, you know, your um, just, just or bro- I should say broaden your introvert uh, repertoire. Mm. And that might be something to consider. So I would take each opportunity and look at it under that lens. I think that's good advice. I mean, you don't want to leave anything on the table that you know, you're afraid of going for or just thinking you couldn't do it. Because as you said, everyone has aspects of extroversion and introversion to some point. So maybe that, that comes out in this new search or this new job that you never would have thought fit. As you mentioned, even sales, it actually might work out for you. Right. Now, let's say that you know you went through the job search process and it went well. You maybe did some networking and now you're in that interview. And again, it would seem the extrovert has the advantage because it's more natural to speak. You, you kind of maybe think on your feet a little more often so you're used to doing that. Is there a way for an introvert to 
practice maybe those extroverted traits or, or act in an extroverted way? Or is that going beyond what somebody should do? I mean, what's, you don't want to be being somebody you're not, but how do you, how do you maybe bring that out in yourself? Yeah, I think that's, it's a really good, uh, good question. Uh, and again, it's going to depend on the interviewer, you know, you might have a, Sometimes you might have an introverted interviewer. So one of the things I advise people is to really mirror the situation you're in, right. you know, and match the energy of the person you're interviewing with. And we, we call that mirroring. Um, but to, to your question about, you know, should you become more extroverted? Well, I know a lot of introverts that I studied in my, uh, for my research and uh, who I interviewed said that they do, quote, act as if they're <laughs> extroverted. You know, they, they put on a show. In right. fact, many of our famous pres- uh, uh, performers do that. You know, Johnny Carson, the old talk show host, was known to be uh, play a role when he was at the uh, at his desk interviewing people. And when he would leave the uh, the sound stage, he would completely change into a different person who had no social skills or didn't show <laughs> any whatsoever. You know, but I think many people who are introverts say that they when you tell you ask them about that, they'll say, yes, I act the role. I mm-hmm. act the part. This is not necessarily how I am when I'm really myself. So they do what works. And I think that comes from I use a, a process that I with my clients, Tim, when I'm coaching them called the four P's. And it's all outlined in the in the introverted leader book as well, where I say that the four P's are to no, number one, prepare. Number two, to um, have presence, you know, you've prepared and, and when you have presence, you're in the moment and you're really with that interviewer. You're in, you're listening just like you are with me now asking appropriate questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third area is to practice. And that is how people get better so that, you know, like anybody who's at the top of their game, you know, like Malcolm Gladwell wrote in Outliers, you know, maybe it, it takes 10,000 hours, right, to master a really master competency. Well, to become a good interviewee, it really takes a number of interviews. Don't shy away from any opportunity to do informational interviews. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth P is to, um, it, well, I, sh- I said the third P, should I switch it around? Third P is, is, um, is to push yourself out of your comfort zone to stretch. Sure. And then you want to practice. So I mentioned practice. So it's the four P's. I think those four P's, if you have those in mind and you are continually to refine your skills, um, that's going to make uh, make a big difference. Since you brought the idea of a, a push yourself, I mean, I think that's an important thing because I, I think so many people just get in a comfort zone and there are a lot of quotes. And my wife always uh, likes to use the one of, you know, life begins outside your comfort zones, that that sort of thing. Is there any advice yeah. or, or tricks, so to speak, to to get into that mindset? Because it is it is simple. Maybe things are going well and you don't need to, to push yourself or you don't feel you need to push yourself. I mean, is there a way to, to get out of that? Is it just talking with other people? Or what, do, what do you think there? Well, that's interesting. I mean, I think you need one of the things I ask people to do is we assess where, where's the part for you that you're most anxious about. And, you know, people will usually say it's, you know, it's either presentations mm-hmm. or it's the, you know, the one on one at a social gathering. And so once you identify that, then you can set that as your goal to um, you have to feel uncomfortable. You know, we we all know that we don't learn anything um, without going through that phase of discomfort. Right. I mean, that's true for any skill, any sport we try, any language we try to learn. And Eleanor Roosevelt said, you should feel that every day. You should feel that sense of, um, of just being not confident, of stepping, being not comfortable. And, uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but I, you know, she was a great lady and she was a real introvert too, by right. the way. <laughs> you know, and so if you're getting a little complacent, things are getting a little easy, it's time to shake it up. 
and, you know, and, and do something different, go to that networking event or call that person. And maybe when you've just been emailing them and, you know, do something that pushes the needle just a little so that you feel the discomfort. So then whether you, you succeed or fail, you've moved it, you've moved yourself and pushed yourself and grown. And that's going to definitely help your confidence. That's what um, most of introverts have told me that in dealing in an extroverted world, which we're in, um, you know, the confidence is key. And the way they've done that is to step out there and, uh, and at least push themselves a little. And I, I will also say that one of the things I found helpful too, is to push other people. You know, many of us will say that we wouldn't have taken that job assignment or that taken on that project had our boss not said, you know, I know you can do uh-huh. this. I, I really watched you and I think you can, or a colleague has told us that, and we all need that encouragement. Um, and so I think that's something else you can do is to surround yourself with people, not just in your man on your management team, but people who are going to force you to stretch and grow. Cause that's a- the only way sometimes any of us will do it. And, you know, we, we have to feel some pain. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> that, right? you know, yeah. And that, and that obviously is the hard part. And I like that you mentioned, you know, people around you and not just management, but just anybody really, because, all the shows we've done on here it, that becomes such a big part of it is not necessarily it's all social, but the fact that the relationships you build and, and what they mean to you, I, I think that is a huge part. And I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. So with that, if we take it into the workplace now, you you have a job, um, maybe you're trying to get acclimated to everything yet. Are there certain situations that you've talked to people and in your research that really have caused anxiousness among introverts or ones that they fear the most. I mean, you talk about presentation, you know, yeah. you're in front of a lot of people or even something, as you mentioned, a, a social sort of interaction, maybe in the lunchroom or something like that. And, and I mean, are there specific ones that really have seemed to, to get yeah. to introverts? Right. I, I think yeah, that's a really great question because the, the same ones keep coming up time and time again when I do my speeches and when I uh, work with people in groups or in my coaching, they, they tend to, I think you highlighted it, you know, and I've talked about the presentations getting up in front of people. And that's kind of a funny one because some introverts will tell you they are not, um, they're not concerned about that. And why is that? Because they've prepared. And that's one of the real cornerstones of an introvert and one of their real ace in the hole, their aces in the hole. Um, and I write about that in my new book on quiet influence that introverts prepare so well, they take the time, they don't wing it. You know, they, they prepare questions. They think about their purpose. Um, and when pe- you're, they're prepared, they, a lot of them will say, I do really well. Others say, well, I, you know, I need to get practice in this and then I think I'll be better, sure. you know, cause I'm not naturally good at that. And so they join groups like Toastmasters and they just get a lot of practice going back to that. Um, but one of the, the scenarios that comes up time and time again, and I would say it comes up from both introverts um, and also the, their leader, their managers, and that's meetings. Mm. You know, nobody likes meetings anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what happens is the introverts feel like they don't, they really don't know, want to interject, uh, number one. Number two, they don't, they don't know when to interject. Mm. They feel like people kind of just like to talk for to hear themselves talk. And so it becomes a uh, an issue, not just in the meeting itself, but that's where particularly in organizations, we know pre- uh, impressions are made. And that's in live meetings. And that's also what many of us do now is conference right. calls. They don't, you know, if you don't have any visibility. So um, one of the things I suggest to people is that they plan, they use their, their skill and preparation to, to go over what is it they're going to even want to say in the meeting. And they might even practice saying it. And then the other tip is to, in the first five minutes, 
get something in the room, you know, so get a comment in the room because much, if you wait much longer than that, it becomes harder to get yourself to make a comment and to get your voice heard. So people sort of recognize you when you come in early. Mm -hmm. And then the third tip would be to get there early. And that's on conference calls as well as in live, um, in live meetings, because that's the time you can also use a strength that you have uh, introverts, which is to um, have one-on-one conversations with people and get to know them. And uh, then you feel more comfortable in the meeting and the people will refer more to you. And so it just has a, a real positive snowball effect. And I think everyone listening, introverted, extroverted, yeah, you bring up those points of, uh, especially when you said the longer it takes you to chime in once, you just feel like there's never an opportunity to, to jump in and, and give your two cents. I think that's, I think it's a great piece because I think that's extremely accurate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then some other tips on this too, is that if you, um, phone calls, like you had mentioned that to me, mm-hmm. Tim, we were talking earlier, you know, one thing that's very simple that I started doing and my clients have actually taught me that is to make sure that you stand up occasionally during the call or maybe even the whole call so that your diaphragm is open and that you're breathing uh, in a more effective way. And people hear a lot from your voice. You know how you can read people by their voices? Mm -hmm. Um, The introvert can overcome maybe their reticence or their low-key manner by standing up and sounding more forceful. Um, And so that's just another tip that seems to work. Then another um, scenario where people have challenges is what you mentioned is the social gatherings. And we just came out of a lot of parties right over the holidays. Right. (laughs) And um, I heard heard a great tip about this recently that I want to start doing. And that's um, not only just to bring a buddy, but to coach your buddy before the meeting Hmm. and have them introduce you to other people. (laughs) So even if they don't know them, right. And that way they can say, well, this is John. Did you know, you know, did you know, Tim was, this is Tim. Do you know, Tim was running this really great radio show. And you know, it's rather than you having to brag about yourself, we're all uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Introverts are very uncomfortable in, in sort of bragging on themselves as we say in the South here. So, you know, we talked about maybe the challenges and then these aspects that are, are troublesome in some areas and you need the practice and that sort of thing. But you've touched on, obviously, there are advantages and, and some key traits that are positive in the workplace naturally for an introvert. And, you know, I just wanted to maybe touch on those a little bit and give a give maybe some examples. And the number one thing that you've brought up a number of times is, is the listening skills and the preparation. Yeah. Uh, and you've talked a lot on that, but I mean, Specifically, I mean, is that a big edge that an introvert does have over someone who's more extroverted in, in that way? I mean, how would you really illustrate the, the difference or the advantage an introvert has with those two areas? Absolutely. And, and listening is, you know, it's amazing how many people see that as an asset just because, you know, in the workplace, I'm around people who are doing a, quite a bit of peer coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to help people with skills and just by listening to somebody and helping them work through a problem, you know, you can get a lot of points that way. People feel like, wow, you really helped me when you maybe not didn't say a lot, <laughs> but you let them kind of figure it out. Right. And so I let, it's empowering to people to do that. Um, listening is such an underutilized skill that when it's done well, um, it just gives you a lot of points because people look at you as not um, as being respectful of them. And also when you're, when you do contribute to the conversation or you're, um, uh, you're sharing your ideas, you have listened. So you're able to build on what other people say. Another, uh, skill that's related to the listening skill and the communication is uh, writing. Introverts oftentimes, because they think things through, will express themselves more fully 
in writing, if you get a longer email, for instance, it's uh, many times it's a good guess that that comes from an introvert. And so that's a good way for um, introverts to also share more uh, well thought ideas. Let's say they're, they're in a meeting or they're with a fast talking manager and they say, well, what do you think about this? And then they say, well, okay, let me, let me just give this a little bit of thought. Is it okay if I get back to you? Mm-hmm. A lot of times that's okay. You know, it's fine with, with people. You say you get back to them with an email. Here's what I heard you saying. So you've used your listening skills. Here, is, here are my ideas. And it's um, usually very well received because the problem with um, the extrovert sensibility is that even though extroverts are quick thinkers and, you know, and, and can, can respond quickly, Lots of times it's not with the depth uh, and the insights that the introvert has. So if you give the introvert the time to to really uh, expand and expound, uh, their contribution will even be deeper. So the listening and the writing are are really critical uh, skills. And I, I like that you I like that you brought up the idea of you know maybe not getting an answer right away because I, I think I mean I've been in a situation where you feel pressure to give that answer. And it's like I'd really love some time to just take a step back and, and look at this and think about it. And I think sometimes people maybe just respond and they didn't, like you said, they don't necessarily think it through. You don't have that depth. Uh, so I think you saying that hopefully people understand, you know, maybe give some leeway there and, and understand that that's an important part of it. Exactly. And a lot of times we're afraid or we just don't know that we can ask for that time. Right. right. You know, and so most of the time I will find people will, would rather wait um, in fact, I had one manager who said that he would um, hold his team back. He was a project manager and that he would hold them back from coming up with solutions too quickly. And he used the introvert strength by saying, uh, OK, I want you guys to go back to the drawing board. I want you to think about this. And then we're going to come back and uh, and reconvene like he would break the meeting up that way. Mm. You know, he'd have the brainstorming part and then the decision making. He would he would have a, a like sort of an intermission, maybe even do it the next day. And have them come back or do an, schedule another call. And he, what he said to me is that um, it really used the introvert strength to think things through. But what I found happened that I didn't expect was that the extroverts benefited because they're so used to winging it. It really forced them to tap into that other side of themselves, which you know where they processed and thought more fully about the problem. And I got much better results. We are running a long time, so I just wanted to sort of give you the opportunity if you were speaking to, you know, whether it be a group of introverts or really it could be to anybody because the more we all understand each other, the better, obviously. What is just the best piece of advice you could give to someone who, you know, is seen and, and feels themselves as an introvert in terms of whether it be the job search or in the workplace, just to be able to handle it and use it as an advantage versus seeing it in a, a negative light, so to speak? What's that best piece of advice yeah. you can give out there? What I would say, Tim, is to be yourself and add to your repertoire. Hmm. So embrace who you are as an introvert and do take on those behaviors that will make a difference for you. Well, I think that's a great piece of advice. And I think for anyone listening, it would definitely be a benefit. But unfortunately, we have come to the end of our time here on Life versus Work. Hopefully, our conversation has created some perspective into the mind and behavior of the introverted segment of the workplace. Our expert has been Jennifer Conweiler, PhD. Jennifer, where can people learn more about your work? Yeah, I would like, I'd love to hear from people. Um, social media is a great way. Jen Conweiler, J-E-N-N-K-A-H-N-W-E-I-L-E-R is my Twitter handle. I also could be found on LinkedIn. And uh, my website is About You Inc. A-B-O-U-T-Y-O-U-I-N-C.com. And uh, I would love to hear from folks. So thank you so much, Tim, for the opportunity to uh, have this great conversation today. 
Thank you, Jennifer. We do appreciate it. And thanks again also to all of you listeners. Please feel free to send us an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com with any comments or suggestions. And for everyone here at localjobnetwork.com radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care. Take care.